Hey, and welcome to Tomorrow. I'm your host, Joshua Topolsky. Today on the podcast, we discuss Kendo, Grand Admiral Thrawn, and eating people. But first, a word from our sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is the easiest way to create a beautiful website, blog, or online store for you and your ideas. Squarespace features an elegant interface, beautiful templates, and incredible 24-7 customer support. Start building your website today at squarespace.com and our offer code Joshua at checkout to get 10% off. Squarespace, build it beautiful. This episode is also brought to you by Wealthfront. Wealthfront is a low-cost automated investment service that makes it easy to invest your money the right way. It works 24-7 to manage your portfolio, keeping it diversified, customized to your risk profile, and optimizing its trading behavior to keep your tax bill low, all without ever charging commissions. Whether you've got millions or you're just starting out, Wealthfront is the most sophisticated way to invest your money. To sign up and get your free personalized investment portfolio, go to Wealthfront.com slash tomorrow. My guest today is an old friend, a good friend, a dear friend. Uh, a brilliant man. And uh, more than anything, I think, uh, someone who is uh, dangerously obsessed with the Star Wars universe. And uh, and that's why I need to speak to him. My guest is Michael Shane. Michael, thank you for being here. Hi, Josh. Uh, <laughs> I'm back. Hey, you're back. Now, I wanted to have you on because the Star Wars is about the new Star Wars. Um, uh, the Force Awakens is about to be released into theaters in a couple days uh what is the exact date well i guess the the exact date of the premiere technically is december 18th but all of the you know the you can get you can see shows on december 17th that's right at like midnight or whatever or even earlier than that it's at 7 p.m in a lot of places here i'll be at a a 7 30 p.m showing you already have your ticket you're ready to go oh i bought them week you know the day they went on sale now so i want to talk to you because you're you're probably the person i know uh, best who is also i mean you're probably the biggest star wars fan that i know it's it's uh, been a pretty big part of my life big part of your life so yeah. so i want to talk about star wars i basically wanted to talk about star wars so i'm i'm like you know uh, in terms of the new movie i'm of two minds like one mm-hmm. is like it looks really i think jj abrams is capable of creating really entertaining movies yeah i wasn't crazy i have not been crazy about his star trek movies in mm-hmm. fact like they don't really do it for me, to be perfectly honest. I think they're um, a little uneven, right? They're, they're uneven. Really There's incredible little, moments, but it just feels. Yeah, it just I don't love. I don't love any of the. I'm not loving any of the the, the depictions of the of the main characters. To mm-hmm. be honest with you, mm-hmm. I think it's a little goofy. They're a little goofy. They're yeah. a little campy. Yeah. But uh, also, I don't like the the way they split the timelines in the first movie. Well, of, they had they had to do something to sort I get of it. reset, right? I get it. But, Ret- uh, they retconned it. Yeah, I don't like the. Also, don't like speaking of con. Mm-hmm. I don't. I didn't like the con twist in the in the other movie. It was a little on the nose. A little also, heavy-handed. I don't think that that's. I don't think that. Uh, I love Benedict Cumberbatch, but he's no Ricardo Montalban. Let's put it that way. Well, no one is. No one is. No one is. Of course. So anyhow, so so. But Star Wars. Yeah. Now I'm not. A, I'm not a big Star Wars fan. I've of course I've seen all the Star Wars movies. You know, you have to. You have an have appreciation. A, 
I, I've enjoyed them. When I was a kid, my brother and I loved Star Wars. You right. know, like I think any kid growing up in the eighties, maybe yeah. even now, yeah. you love Star Wars. But you know, we used to watch the making of this mm-hmm. video. Mike, you know, we were like kind of into it. But but look, as time wore on, I kind of you know, I, I wasn't really thinking about it. And then the the prequels came out, mm-hmm. the, uh, which is Phantom Menace, yeah, Attack of the Clones, and yeah. Revenge of the Sith. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're not really very good. Not good. So I want to talk about this because there are people I have. I know people. I have a friend, my friend Nick, who loves Star Wars, just like he just likes the films. And he's like, will defend those movies. Like he'll defend defend the prequels in their existing form in their existing form. He's never he's not he's not nerdy enough. Like he likes the movies. He's not like a nerd. Like he'll go find the edited versions. But. But so let's let's talk about so now. But sorry, getting back to the the new film, mm-hmm. The Force Awakens. Okay, I think J.J. Abrams is capable of, of creating a very entertaining film. I think Mission Impossible Three, the Mission Impossible he directed, mm-hmm. is far and away the best Mission Impossible. Yeah, uh, I, look, I, be- some, I believe in J.J. He's made some other good movies. He's he's made some things I don't like, but mm-hmm. he's made Super Eight is good. Uh, he's done some other things, but but so and also there's a nostalgia factor for the new movie looks it's very high for me because it has all of yeah. it has all of the characters or a lot of the characters oh, yeah. from well, the original three films and the I original th- three being and i think that uh, presents both an opportunity and a risk right right for the him. original three being star wars the empire strikes back and return of the jedi false josh the first movie is not called star wars Star Wars: a new hope it's called a new hope please yeah please. a new hope to be for the sake of clarity, but nobody calls it a new hope. It's well, I mean, just, it, that's just like that's just Star Wars. Let's just a quick style note if you're writing about Star Wars, if you're talking about Star Wars, especially within the context of all the films, so can I actually you need to I call I the actually, first one a I'm new sorry, hope? Can I actually say something? Yeah, if you look at the Wikipedia entry, Star Wars later retitled Star Wars Episode 4 A New Hope. So it's actually listed as Star Wars is the name of the film. Well, that's I think that's more of like a, a UX decision on the part of Wikipedia. But in terms of where it stands now, I don't think so. They didn't the change it. They didn't is, change uh, until two thousand four. It's a New Hope. They didn't change it until two thousand four. That's correct. In two thousand four, I'll tell you here. They, on, it's cited. Let's see. It's that's when they released the uh, DVD. In fact, George Lucas says in the commentary of the DVD. Oh, maybe they. I'm sorry. Maybe I'm re- misreading this. Mm, here we go. Oh no no I'm wrong I stand corrected oh. it was it was called in 1977 it was called episode four A New Hope yeah because that was part of the mystique of it is this movie came out and it everyone was like wait what the hell's going on we're we're plopping in right, in the right, middle of this right. saga I, I let me just I just want to be clear mm. I misread the the footnote uh, it is called Star Wars yes but it was retitled Star Wars episode four A New Hope I don't know exactly when but at any yeah. rate it doesn't it doesn't matter the long and short of it is. Uh, it's made it's made less money at the box office than the Phantom Menace. If you want to, but I believe if you adjust for inflation, it's, yeah. it still blows the other movies I think so. away. I think that's probably true. Anyhow, so it's got all the characters from the original Star Wars films. Yes, and I think, and this is like set thirty years after the death of Darth Vader, mm-hmm. essentially. Mm-hmm. So I think that's very exciting because um, you want to know like what happened. Well, for me, know? growing up. I, I loved the movies and obviously became obsessed with them. But I think part of why I loved them is they presented this opportunity to imagine what happened after Return of the Jedi. And in, when I would play with toys uh, or read books, obviously, that's where I was really sort of you're, using you're my imagination. About, you're talking about the, uh, what do you think, called expanded universe? Sure, yeah, yeah. Or just whatever happens after Return of the Jedi. Because uh, in some ways... Well, what, do you mean, is, what do you mean whatever happens after Return of the Jedi? In, in some ways... 
the story is almost more interesting after that. Because if you look at... Well, hold what, on. Hold on. Wait a second. Wait a second. Okay. I want to say two things. All right. First off, I'm going to be typing and clicking during this podcast because... I will from time to time as well. Because I'm going to be doing research because there's a lot. There's a lot. I want to make sure we're getting things right. There's a lot, and I'm, I don't think I'm even the biggest Star Wars fan probably listening to this podcast. No, you're definitely not. You're I expect to be you're a baby trolled mercilessly. To, yeah, people are, gonna, people are going to question everything that you say yeah. on this Although podcast. Although I was uh, in a high-ranking member of the Emperor's Hammer for quite some time. The world's largest about, online we, Star we Wars club. We talked about the Emperor's Hammer. Yeah, Sorry, it was, the, it was the, the world's largest what? Online Star Wars club. Yeah, okay. So at any rate... Um, the second thing I want to say is that I guess you just basically said it for me is that we are dealing with a person who is truly uh, beyond the norm when me, it comes to Star Wars me? knowledge. Yeah, you. Oh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, you're beyond. The, you're beyond. I mean, the look, norm, I, trust me. I, I, I've it, talked to the norm, and you're not it. At, look, as with most things in my life, I, I go narrow but deep. You know what I'm saying? No, I don't. I don't know what you're saying, and I don't like the sounds of it. And I'd like to not <laughs> revisit that sentiment. Um, so, so anyhow, so let's just so we let's just agree that we think that the I think the Force Awakens looks entertaining. I'm assuming you're very excited about it. Because look, I'm I'm really excited. I I think. There's a lot of practical effects. Obviously, they made a big deal about that right, a while ago when they were putting sure. the movie, which is huge. Well, yeah. You know, I, I think that the casting is really interesting. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that, you know, there's a, a huge amount of risk with bringing back all these original cast members because I think it's very easy to, to end up on the wrong side of the line there and go hokey or cheesy or, or on the nose, whatever you want to call it. I mean, but if Luke I'm, Skywalker becomes like a new Darth Vader, people are going to lose their minds, right? I think people would... would immediately lose control of their bowels in their seats for whether they like it or pretty, not. I think that's got to be what happens because it's a pretty amazing twist, right? I don't know. To me, it would om- it, the, the symmetry there would feel almost lazy, wouldn't it? Or dope. I mean, it could be both. Uh, <laughs> I don't it know, depends like, on I execution. Think it, I think if it was revealed in the film that like Luke Skywalker has like turned to the dark side and it's like the person who's behind all of the whatever nasty shit that's mm-hmm. going down because yeah. I assume there's a lot of nasty shit going down yeah. based on what I've, based on what I've seen thus far. Anyhow. Okay. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. I want right. to, I want to go back. All right. I want to go Gotta back. pace ourselves. I want to go back to the Phantom Menace. I want to start with the, the uh, connect, like uh, speaking in terms of Canon, mm-hmm. canonically speaking. Yes. Uh, I, I actually don't know if this is Canon, but like that's the first film. Now. It is. Hey, have you, have you seen the YouTube video where they took Jake Lloyd's voice and put it and then dubbed it onto Darth Vader footage? It's, incre- it's incredible. No, I haven't seen that. You should Google that. Jake Lloyd is the actor who plays Anakin Skywalker yes. in the first film, The Phantom Menace. Actor. Now, I'm doing air quotes right now. Yeah, actor. Yeah, yeah, actor. He's, like, he's a little kid. I mean, now, look, you really the person to blame is George Lucas because he chose that actor. Okay, He chose that quote-unquote actor. I mean, he's a nine, nine-year-old kid, but yeah. listen, there are, there are good kid actors like yeah. – uh, the kid from uh, the girl from Mad Men. She's a very good right. actor. What's her name? Uh, I don't know. Can't think of her I don't name watch Mad Men. The kid who played Short Round in Indiana Jones. Fantastic. Yeah, child I guess actor. So. You should watch Mad Men if you. I mean, if you really should. You should watch it. Mm. Unrelated to this, at any rate. So, I just. So I. There's, there's this today. There's a. Sorry. It's. It's. Uh, we're recording this on the weekend, but you're going to hear this on Monday. But people will still be talking about this. this is something called the. Somebody released on YouTube, and I'm not sure how they did this. Phantom Menace and uh, Phantom Menace. Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the, Revenge of the Sith anti-cheese edits, which basically takes out all of the stuff. It's not like – it's not the – it's not uh, – I don't know if anybody's done this before, but it takes out all of the things that suck or mm. as many of the things that suck uh, as as possible, right? 
How long are the movies? Seven minutes? No. The, the first... See, this is interesting. You have such a strong opinion because you think being a diehard Star Wars fan, you're like, okay, yeah, they're not great, but I find some... Look, just because some... I'm a, a dedicated fan doesn't mean I don't exercise judgment. Sure. Okay. So anyhow, uh, the, the first one is 92 minutes. Hmm. The second one is uh, an hour and uh, 58 minutes. Just looking at the times here. And uh, the third is two hours and five minutes. So I don't know what the actual length is. I know they cut out a lot from the first one. They cut out. Here's what yeah. they removed. Well, that doesn't surprise me. That here's the, what they removed. Yeah. Um, they changed the voices for the um, trade ambassadors, the Neimoidian So they're not racist anymore? They replaced them with, like, alien dialogue. <laughs> Excellent. And subtitles, which makes sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they're not racist. They, I think they also did the same with Watto. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure. All fart and poop jokes have been removed. Oh, that's excellent. And as many yippies and woes and wees as possible. Mm. Uh, and all of the midichlorian references were taken out. Oh, thank God. That all sounds, uh, it sounds like good. good decisions so, to me. Anyhow, I, I started watching it, and then, I, and then I was skimming it before the podcast because I wanted to make sure that I had a, you know, sort of like refreshing my... These those films are less fresh in my memory than the original films for obvious reasons because the original films I saw many times and they're really good. Right. Um, it's crazy how bad those three movies are. I mean, I, I, I was watching bits, just bits of uh, Attack of the Clones before we started. Mm-hmm. And it's really, I would say, laughably b- bad. You can't take of, it seriously. You can't watch it with a straight face. In terms of the way face. it's acted, the yeah. dialogue. Well, the writing the, is the real problem, the right? The plot points. No, but the directing. I mean, they really is, it really is kind of insane. They're, they're like, also, the effects that they're using. I know that at the time it was this big ideal that George Lucas was doing all this green screening. You know, all this like new, all the stuff you see now that's sort of, sort of the norm. Uh, but it looks really bad. But I, I never mean, understood that because they these new, the prequels... I know that it's supposed to be an earlier time when there's less war and, and things are better and they're shinier, but it really is like a full 180 from the original trilogy where George Lucas was going for this gritty, dirty, used, weathered aesthetic to the entire universe because people actually live there. But yeah. when you make your whole movie with a, with a green screen, it's, it's, it's very impossible. Bad. I, mean, I mean, literally there are scenes I'm looking at. I paused on a scene of when Yoda and Dooku are fighting. Spoiler alert, by the way. We're going to have we're gonna a lot of spoilers <laughs> on this. But like if you haven't seen it. Um, it, it just looks like it looks like a an Xbox game. I mean, it doesn't look even remotely right. real. Completely pulls and you out of the film. Totally. And the, I mean, then it's like it's like okay, maybe if you had like the most compelling dialogue and a cr- incredible scene, like uh, uh, set pieces and you know incredible uh, uh, plot points, but you don't have that. No, you don't have that because because it's all bad. So anyhow, so let's talk about the Phantom Menace, okay? Okay. Well, it's been a while since I've actually sat down okay, and watched I'm gonna, it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, basically, what it centers around, there's a couple of questions, okay? Sure. I'm going to give some of this. Now, I, some of it's from memory, but some of it I'm going to go off the Wikipedia entry because I, I want to raise some of these points. Always a good idea. Supreme Chancellor Valorum. You don't remember him at all. He's a throwaway character. Mm-hmm. He sends Qui-Gon Jinn, Qui-Gon Jinn and Obi-Wan mm. to negotiate with the Trade Federation because they have a, a blockade of battleships around Naboo. They're blocking trade to Naboo. <clears throat> yep. Okay. Uh, let's forget. I'm not going to get into the details because there are a lot of details. But the, the, the main plot of this film is like it's it's a politics movie. It's about it's about what I can tell from what I can understand is it's about uh, uh, Palpatine trying to gain power in the Galactic Senate. 
Yes. Are you with me so far? I'm with you. Does this sound right? Yes, absolutely. I mean, he, he's always he, called the Galactic Senate, which, and that that, yeah. that is a that is a, a ruling body made up of all of representatives from all walks of all different planets, all different. Well, it's all all planets who, who are part of the Republic. <clears throat> sure. Now, are there planets that are not part of the Republic? Uh, yes, I believe so. So, what would the, what are those planets? I guess they're you know like the outer rim territories. You know, they're not at this point. I don't think they're really. Part so this of the is story. Like exactly like Star Trek, and this is like in a lot of ways in terms Federation of, the of political planets. structure. Yeah, exactly. And they're all like the good guys. They're all like we're all you know buddies. And then there's like these kind of outlier. You know, we don't go there. Be careful. Places. Yeah. Okay. So anyhow, so it doesn't even matter what the fucking plot is of this right. first movie. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's, but just, I just want to be clear. Like, Anakin Skywalker becomes Darth Vader. Right. They they basically crash land. Or they like get they get like their engine dies and they land. They're like escaping with with um, Queen Amidala, who is played by Natalie Portman, poorly played by Natalie Portman, poorly yeah. directed, a poorly directed and poorly written character, poorly it's, played it's, by uh, what is who is a like a really good actress actually. So oh, she's incredible. It's, it's, it's confusing. It's, easily, it's very per, easily very her worst performance of her. Unbelie- career. It's unbelievably bad. It's like yeah. laughably bad. It's it's very confusing to watch. Yeah. Anyhow, but like, so then they crash land and they meet Anakin, who's like a, a little little spark plug, uh, who built C three PO, which is to me seems like such a strange. Was that always a fact that he that Darth Vader built C three PO? I don't think we knew that uh, before. Yeah, like the they just threw that in. They just threw it in. Yeah, I don't know. Like C three PO is really complex. Yeah, C three PO is like a person. Yeah, although you know, Anakin Anakin's did always have. Nine. He was He's technically, nine. you know, he had he had technical talents. He was a great pilot. You know, he could have built a droid. He's nine. I, I guess. I, I guess he's like would be the greatest, one of the greatest minds that has ever existed. But again, a problem with the casting. But he's got a lot of free time on. Uh, down yeah, well, there. he's a slave to Watto, which is a, Watto is a character who's basically like a very crass Jew style character. <laughs> Uh, I remember the, in the movie, I was like, really? He's like a, he's like bartering and he's got like a big nose and he sort of speaks with like a New York accent. I mean, it's like really kind of shocking. Racist again. Pretty racist. Pretty anti-Semitic and pretty racist. Well, it's like, and the problem with these choices is I don't think that anyone making creative decisions around the film is like a, a racist. No, but I don't if, think so. I feel like there somebody... was an issue with, with taste yeah. uh, and you with somebody. The whole movie is just like downbeats, right? It's just, there's nothing, there's, it's all just ham-fisted, the whole thing. Very every possible decision. Anyhow, long and short, I'm just going to try to barrel through yeah, this. Yeah, let's go bit. through it. I mean, it's fucking bad. The movie's not good. Not good. Like, I don't, I don't anybody who defends it as good is... is Lying to themselves, okay. Right. Yep. Um, but the long and short of it is like all that happens. They find Anakin. First off, is this? Are we supposed to believe that they crash land on the planet because it was always meant to be? Uh, or they don't crash land. Their their engine doesn't. Their it's hyperdrive. You're runs talking out about. You're, you're not talking about how the Skywalkers came to Tatooine. You're talking about how the well, other, I don't know the how other the characters came to Tatooine. Because according that, to it, Wikipedia, Amidala's ship is unable to sustain its hyperdrive and That's actually correct. it goes to Tatooine for repairs. Right, for repairs. So so this is what I'm talking about. So this yeah. is what I'm trying to be. Yeah. So so had the ship had the ship's hyperdrive continued to work. Nothing okay. the story never would have happened. There was no Anakin, no Anakin discovery. <laughs> correct. Okay. So here's what I here's what I, so I don't know, you know the universe, okay? Mm-hmm. Is that like Oh, like it was the the midichlorians like flew up and attacked the hyperdrive or something, or is there is there some kind of reason, or is it just dumb luck? Uh, 
Well, the shit, the hyperdrive is damaged because they're trying to break through the blockade. You know, so it gets yeah, but, but, shot with okay. an ion cannon, that. perhaps. But there could but, have been another planet that they landed on to fix the. I mean, it's just a coincidence. Coincidence, it's coincidence, a coincidence. can be significant. It's okay yeah. that it's a coincidence. Okay, so I'm just saying, in your knowledge of the Star Wars universe, there's no like, oh, it was you know meant to be. It was a it was a cosmic event. Not not to my okay. knowledge. All right, so let's just. I just want to. I want to. I want to talk about that for a moment. So, as far as we know, Darth Vader only exists because uh, the hyperdrive wasn't working properly on Queen Amidala's ship. Well, it has to start somewhere. Okay, fine. I just think there, it's like, he wasn't, it's not like uh, Qui-Gon could, is it Qui-Gon or Qui-Gon? I think it's Qui-Gon. Qui-Gon. Qui-Gon wasn't like drawn to the planet. Could have been like, we've had, had, you know, reports of a disturbance, somebody should go check it out. Whatever. You know what I mean? It's nothing yeah. like that. It's not like, oh, we had to. I mean, the Jedi are supposed to be all this all powerful. You know, they know. You think that some of these evil, some of the evil characters might have been like, there's a kid who built a robot. Somebody should go. He's got a real force vibes coming off of him. Somebody should go talk to him. Well, I think at that point. There's never been a Jedi or a, or a Sith Lord on that planet. I mean, I think at that, at that point, Anakin's force vibes were not powerful enough for really? anyone to well, be able me, to sense me, him. It was just a little, you, he was just a little dude. Let me read you something. All right, I'm okay, ready. Buddy. I'm ready. I'm ready. <clears throat> From, this is from Wikipedia. Oh. Qui-Gon senses a strong presence of the Force within Anakin and is convinced that he is the chosen one of Jedi prophecy who will bring balance to the Force. All yes, right, so he just, sensed that, but not until okay. he was within physical proximity. So my point but, is... Okay, is, is, all right, fine, but that's a pretty... There wasn't some greater conspiracy. Now, but, he went from, but he went from finding a, a kid who built a robot on yeah, a planet that yeah. he didn't, wasn't supposed to be on in the first place Correct. to being convinced that he is the chosen one. Yeah, all right, whatever. Let's just move on. Okay, it doesn't right. matter. But I think it's pretty weak writing. I think it's pretty bad. Yeah. Like I feel like there's a should have been a little bit more like meaning behind like Anakin being discovered. It's like literally, it's like uh, Talon Scout was like in in Times Square and he saw a kid that he thought was good looking and it was like but, you could be on TV. I don't know, Josh. Sometimes the smallest little coincidence can change the course of history. I guess so. Anyhow, so uh, long and short is that uh, uh, they end up having a battle with with. Uh, Darth Maul, who's a no character that doesn't matter at all. He's a meaningless character. Yeah. Like he just gets killed in the first movie. Darth Maul is like there. It's like, you know, once you know, Darth Vader exists, you can't just, I feel like you can't just bring in a character like Darth Maul and then just off him. You know, it's like pretty weak. Yeah. I mean, every Sith master is supposed to have a Sith apprentice, but it, it was a whole lot of investment for not a lot of screen time. I mean, when you saw Darth Maul, you're like, holy shit, Darth Maul's a crazy badass. But then Darth Maul, I mean, he, he did some stuff, you know, he killed a few he people He did some stuff, but then he just gets cut in half. But he got cut in half. He got bisected. I mean, I feel bad for <laughs> Ray Park, the guy that played him. I mean, he had to, like, train for months. The guy's a martial artist or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, for not a whole lot of payoff on the screen. Or whatever. The long and short is Darth Maul gets killed, but then we discover that, or at some point you discover Palpatine is behind the whole thing. Right. His apprentice. Actually, do you even discover in that film that his apprentice is Darth Maul? I guess you do. Uh, you know that Darth Maul is, you don't know that it's Palpatine, but you know that he's Darth Sidious's Sith apprentice. And we right, haven't we made the Darth connection Sidious, yet. Darth Sidious. Sidious is the Darth Sidious. So let me understand this just so I'm clear. I just want to be really clear. And by the yeah. way, I apologize to all the Star Wars experts who are probably very upset about yeah. having to rehash this. I mean, at this point, you should just fast forward if you're if you're an expert. Yeah. Palpatine. Palpatine. That's his normal name. 
his yeah, it's his his at, at this point know, in the film. Does films, he have a first name? Is it like Rick Palpatine? Do we know? <laughs> is it like Tony Palpatine? Like I don't know what his name is. Does, Murray. Does, does yeah, Murray Palpatine? Does he have a first name? Do we ever hear it? Uh, I'm looking. Oh, I'm at, gonna look this up. I'm gonna look this up. Right I'm looking now. at Wikipedia right now, uh, okay. and there is no first name for Palpatine listed. Okay, so he's just Palpatine. Yeah, he has no first name. Correct. Well, I'm gonna say always a bad sign. By the way, I'm gonna call him. I'm gonna say his first name is. Bruce. <laughs> Bruce Palpatine. <laughs> okay, so anyhow. So Bruce Palpatine. By the way, I, I should say this right now. Palpatine is my favorite Star Wars character. Uh, he is my favorite character through all of the film. Yeah. And my, my true, my one hope, my real hope, my greatest hope for the new film is that Emperor Palpatine is alive. And by the way, he could be. We don't ever see the body. Oh. <laughs> Think about it, man. I mean, that F- would be pretty Fucking nuts. think about it. Fucking think about it, okay? Uh, they th- he throw- gets thrown down that thing, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. By Darth Vader. Darth Vader's body gets burned up, okay? Yeah. Palpatine just goes down the hole. We don't know where he ends up. He's extremely powerful. This was Darth Vader's master. Right. He is theoretically the, the most powerful Sith Lord that ha- he ever lived. He is theoretically the most powerful Sith Lord of all time. Right. Okay? And if there were anybody who, were, who was going to re... And also, as we know... I think as this is discussed in some of the later films, the new films, the most powerful Sith Lords could control. They have like control over life and death. They can like actually a big plot point in the final film is Mm -hmm. that the Sith Lords have the secret to like bringing someone back to life. So like potentially he could have, you know, ways of slowing down his aging. He could have ways of of recuperating from a very bad injury. It's possible. I mean, they put Darth Vader in a fucking robot suit. You know, you think Palpatine can't go get a robot suit? I don't know, man. That would be. Did, a, did you get chills? Let me ask you. Did you get chills when I just dropped this on you? Uh, a little bit, a little bit. It could be interesting. I mean, it would be the sickest ever if it was just like Palpatine rolls out of a fucking room and you're like, oh shit, Palpatine is behind it all once again. I mean, there is that weird looking Death Star thing in the poster. <sighs> Listen, please, God, JJ, please, JJ, let it happen. <laughs> JJ, let baby, it, the, let the force is calling to you. Okay, let it in. The force is calling to you, and it's saying Palpatine <laughs> needs to be the bad guy. The force is on the line. Pick uh, it up, answer it, say yes, and then hang up the phone. At any rate. So Palpatine doesn't have a first name. Pal- Bruce Palpatine. <laughs> Bruce Palpatine. Okay, anyhow, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna belabor every one of the films, okay? Because yeah, there's should, too we much should, there's we too much forward. But I just I'm just setting the stage because that is like the beginning of our story, okay? You can't get away from it now. You can't be like JJ Abrams can't be like that film never happened. Like it's in there, right? No, absolutely. It absolutely happened. He's not ignoring those first three films, right? No, I mean when you look at the first film, the first film and a half, it's it really is all about political machinations. Yeah, which right? is fine, by the way, which is totally cool. fine. Totally if it had cool. been done really well, if it had been like the most intense, like you know, political, if it had been like all the president's men or whatever, like that would have been awesome. The issues are around execution. Execution is everything, my dude. And the execution here is bad. Okay. So anyhow, so then we move on to attack of the clones. I'm not going to really get into this, but let me just say a couple of things. Attack of the clones, basically like, uh, there's two warring factions. There's count Dooku. Who's a character that is just appears out of nowhere that you never hear about in the first film. Who's like a new bad Jedi who is maybe the, what is he, the new apprentice? I mean, I would say that Dooku is more of a throwaway character than Darth Maul, and that's really saying something. It's really, it's strange. By the way, there's a theory going around that Jar Jar Binks is actually the Phantom Menace. And oh, no, Jar no. Jar... If you're on the internet and you haven't read this theory yet, then you gotta read it. You gotta read it. It blew my mind. I think it's sheer brilliance. It was delight. It was a delight. 
to read. It may be. I, I actually can see how it could be true. There is a part of the theory that's essentially like that with Yoda being like the ultimate, most powerful Jedi, there, his counterpart was supposed to be this sort of like this being that seems like kind of a you know silly goofy meaningless harmless mm-hmm. character mm-hmm. and actually turns out to be like the true evil behind everything anyhow like you got to read this theory if you haven't read it but i'm sure you've read it if you're listening to this but the point is i, I love the whole part of the theory about how uh jar jar is actually a master of uh Zikwan, you know drunken fist yeah kung fu yeah amazing no, it's, it's it all works, and and some of the stuff. There's some really interesting points about like some of the things that 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 Jar Jar does that seem like he actually is using the Force in some places. I mean, there's like literally places in the movie where like droids are confused by Jar Jar's movements. Like he's in one place, then he's in another, and it's like, why is that happening? It's not like an accident. They definitely did it on purpose. You can see them like looking from one place to the other place, and like Jar Jar has moved quickly. And at any rate, but here's the most interesting thing: the the most interesting part of the theory is that Dooku was basically dropped in last minute because the reaction to Jar Jar Binks was so negative from the press and from the public and the fans that basically like they had to get rid of this concept of him being a bad guy in the background. And they just threw in Naboo, uh, not Naboo, uh, Dooku. So anyhow, Dooku does seem like a, a throwaway character. Do you agree? Yes, completely. He's like a bad guy with a beard. He's like literally like he's basically, uh, he's played by Christopher Lee who plays uh, Sauron in, no, Saruman, sorry, Saruman in yes. the Lord of the Rings films, who's the evil wizard and he basically just is like an the evil wizard but he has like um he has a lightsaber instead of a staff are you reading right now yeah is that why you're not speaking yes i'm to me? reading yes what are you reading about i'm i'm catching up with you okay i don't even this is from memory by the way i'm like i'm like not even you know i saw watched a little bit of the movie today but maybe i like dark maybe i like star wars more than i thought anyhow dooku is <laughs> is maybe but dooku is like He's nothing. He's a, he's like building an army. What's the reason he's building the army? Do you know? I don't remember. I would have to look that up. I'm gonna look. I'm gonna look. Master Count Jedi Master Dooku. Count Dooku. Oh, so he's a Jedi. Oh, former. Yeah. He's a former Jedi. Yeah. He is a. a he's a, he's got a separatist movement. Okay. So he is. Is he is is he, he is a Sith Lord? He is, and he because he, his name he, is is. Uh, no, no, is he's he's a, he's a Sith Lord. He's a Sith Lord. No, he doesn't have a Sith name. True, but he's a Sith Lord. I'm reading on, on, on Wikipedia. On a he's a human now. male Sith Lord, hold the political on. leader Slow of the down. Confederacy of Independent how the fuck, Systems. I'm sorry. How the fuck can Count Dooku not have a Sith name? They all have Sith names. Like Palpatine has Sidious. He's a Darth, right? You're telling me Dooku's not a Darth? Ah, no, he is, actually. He turned to the dark side and became the apprentice of Darth Sidious, taking on the name Darth Tyrannus and oh, reclaiming Tyrannus. his title as Count of Sereno, uh, which is his home world, by the way. Okay, okay. Um, but well, at any rate, he gets killed yes. by Yoda. Yes. Sorry, uh, spoiler alert. Spoilers. I think I, Yeah. No, no, he flees. Wait, does he flee? He flees. He doesn't get killed by Yoda. When does he get killed by Yoda? Let's see. When is no, his he death? Gets killed by he gets killed by uh, Anakin, I think. Let's I don't see. remember this. this. Is all now? This is where it gets very fuzzy. We're getting to me. way in the weeds. Um, uh, I don't think he was. He was killed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anakin kills Dooku. Yeah, at Palpatine's urging. Yes, <laughs> I'm reading this on Wikipedia. Okay, so anyhow, long and short of it, this is this is. We're just talking about Anakin's uh, trip from Anakin Skywalker, just a dude randomly found on a planet to being Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. 
These movies are indescribably bad. They're actually describably bad. I take that back. They're describably bad. I will say the third one is the best of all of them because it's really dark. I mean, it is like... It is like one of the darkest films I've ever seen. It's dark, but it still feels like you know how when you when you're when you have a baby and you like put a rubber thing on the corners of your coffee table. Yes, it feels like it's got those, even though it's dark. It doesn't go dark enough. It's like the coffee table's black, yeah. but there's no sharp edges. You know wow. what I'm saying? I hear what you're saying. All right, now I'm gonna, we're going to take a quick break. Okay, and then we're going to come back and we're going to get to the original films and talk about their relationship to The Force Awakens. And you've got some trivia that I understand that we're going to do. I did. I, I bookmarked a page. I have a book here. The ultimate. You're going to un- do some trivia. Yeah, I have the ultimate unauthorized Star Wars trilogy. Does that mean you're going to quiz me? Yeah. Star oh, Wars okay. trilogy trivia challenge. This will be about uh, four, wow. five, and six, the original trilogy only. Okay. So it's unauthorized. We'll just do it until it's boring. Okay, we'll be right back uh, with more of this, uh, I'm sure, what you consider to be a gripping conversation about Star Wars. <laughs> I want to quickly talk about Wealthfront. Now, look, you know you should be investing your money for the long term. You've probably thought, well, how should I do that? You know, you probably Googled it. Maybe you binged it. You duck, duck, goat it. And is that how you say it? I'm not sure how you say it. The point is, I'm sure you've investigated the, the way to do it. But trying to do it yourself, especially the right academically proven way, is complex and time consuming and frankly takes away from all of your other hobbies, assuming you have hobbies. Luckily, Wealthfront makes it easy for anyone to get access to world-class long-term investment management. It's an online automated service that invests your money for you. It's transparent and accessible. You can view all of your accounts in one place, whether they're personal, joint, or retirement. You can see every trade Wealthfront makes on your behalf in your dashboard, anywhere you go on your desktop or in your pocket with the mobile app. And you can sign up for an account at Wealthfront.com in just minutes. And it goes right to work monitoring your portfolios around the clock and taking action as soon as an opportunity arises, which I think we can both agree you will not do. With Wealthfront, you pay less than $5 a month to invest a $30,000 account, and you don't have to have much to get started. You can open an account with as little as 500 bucks. Tens of thousands of people across the country have already signed up. In fact, Wealthfront manages over $2.6 billion in client assets, and it's grown over 20 times in the past two years. So go to Wealthfront.com slash tomorrow to see your free personalized investment portfolio. You'll see the customized allocation they recommend for your profile. And just for tomorrow, listeners, if you sign up to invest, Wealthfront will manage your first 15K entirely free of charge for life. That means in addition to never paying commissions or any hidden fees, you also won't pay any management fees to have that first $15,000 invested. Claim your offer today at Wealthfront.com slash tomorrow. For compliance purposes, I have to tell you that Wealthfront Incorporated is an SEC-registered investment advisor. Brokerage services are offered through Wealthfront Brokerage Corporation, member FINRA, and SIPC. This is not a solicitation to buy or sell securities. Investing in securities involves risk, and there is the possibility of losing money. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. Please visit Wealthfront.com to read their full disclosure. If you enjoyed today's episode, and let's be honest, you probably did, because uh, I, I try to make this very enjoyable. You might want to check out another awesome podcast called Ventured. It's a series produced by iconic venture capital firm Kleiner Perkins. You maybe heard of them. They've invested in Google, Amazon, Twitter, and Uber. Just a couple of small, you know, little companies that are just trying to get their foot in the door. The Ventured Podcast takes a close look at some of the fastest-growing trends in Silicon Valley, as well as behind-the-scenes interviews with tech giants from companies like Netflix and Google. The podcast covers topics on pressing business and technology issues and the implications to our lives. Some of their conversation topics include the inside story of how Uber built a global business, how Google thinks about hiring, management, and culture, how cyber hacking is the new global battlefield, and even practical tips for entrepreneurs, like tips for surviving a tech bubble. Check them out on iTunes or SoundCloud by searching Ventured. It'll be worth a listen. 
Okay, we're back with Michael Shane. We're talking about Star Wars, uh, all of the Star Wars. Um, yeah, we've we got to speed up, though. We've got to get to the new movie. We're going to get to it. I'm starting to get PTSD from talking about the prequels. They're very bad. Let's just leave it at that. I don't, there's nothing more to say except they're very bad. Yeah. And these uh, D-Cheese versions don't make them that much better. That's the thing that stands out. Is like now, you can take out all the things that are like just, just, just egregious, like things that are really embarrassing, like facepalm-worthy, and then yes. it's still not good. Now, have you seen the Phantom Edit? Have you heard of this? I have not seen the Phantom okay, Edit. Okay, let me had, see if I can send you the link to now this. I understand the Phantom Edit was done by uh, the actor Topher Grace. Do you know this? I didn't this know this. Is this his edit? No, it's I'm not. It's by a guy named Andrew Kwan. It's on YouTube. Oh, no, no. That's right. I'm sorry. The fan, there's another one that Topher Grace did. Yeah. A different edit. I didn't know that. Oh, you can get the Phantom edit on... It's on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. It's in uh, 1080p. How is this stuff all on YouTube? Are they are they monetizing it? I don't know. It's fucking cool. Maybe Lucasfilm just doesn't care. YouTube's the shit. Oh, uh, look, I've you, I've had a whole weekend filled with YouTube. Uh, now, I don't, f- want, I don't l- want to. Let get me up understand on, this. The ahead. Phantom Edit takes all three of those movies and compresses them into one right. film. Removes, is that correct? Yeah, theoretically, mo- removes all the bad crap. No, and, no, it's just it's just the Phantom Menace. Yeah, no, no, uh, no. It's all three. They call it the Phantom Edit, though. It's all three movies. Uh, no, you're wrong. I'm reading the Wikipedia entry right now. What? Yeah. No, look, look. At any rate, sorry. Getting to getting back to sorry. the point. Now, have you yeah. seen the one where it edits all three together? Uh, I've I've never sat down and watched the whole thing. I've 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 jumped around. So the the honest answer is no. I wonder if it's any if it's any good. Maybe we should. Seems do like a, it'd be very. Seems like it'd be very uh, difficult. We should do one of those episodes of the podcast where we watch it and we talk about it, and people can watch along. Not now. This isn't even available in 1080. I think there is oh, a 1080 version. Color corrected 1080p version. Yeah. Yep. It's only got 744,000 views. Well, I think the 1080 version right came out a while later, so by then a lot of people had already oh, seen wow. it. Oh, wow. This yeah? basically opens with the Mace Windu battle between Obi-Wan and... Or not, sorry, not Mace Windu. Uh, Obi-Wan and Darth, Darth Maul. Yes. Okay. Yeah, it goes, I'm already. I'm already. Right I'm hooked. There. I'm hooked already. Yeah. It seems like it's mainly just... Wow. I mean, this is wild. Okay, I'm going to have to watch this. Anyhow, it's only two hours. Yeah, I mean, they really sort of eviscerate the first movie. Well, they're all full of shit. I mean, there's a bunch of crap being cut out there. Okay, let's get back into this conversation. Magnus, I hope you can find some way to make sense of that and just cut down some of us (laughs) randomly searching and not understanding which one is which. Yeah. But the long and short is there's two versions that you can watch. There's now three versions because there's the D-Cheese version. There's like this Phantom, the Phantom edit, which is an edit of the Phantom Menace. But then there's also the, this other edit, which condenses all three of the films into one film. Yes. I think we can agree that any version of any of any of these films where you edit out some of the things is going to be an improvement. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so let's talk about the, the, the Star Wars uh, episode four, five, and six. Okay. I don't think there's a lot to say here. They're considered to be some of the greatest films of all time. Um, I have a couple of things I want to bring up. Okay. F- first, I want to say that I think we can agree that Return of the Jedi has some pretty cheesy and silly parts in it. Yes. And we can like, also agree that the strongest movie by far is The Empire Strikes Back. Can we also agree? I actually like the Return of the Jedi. That's my favorite of the three because the reveal, the Darth Vader reveal is like a really important moment in my childhood. Mm-hmm. But um, it's just a more I would love a, to hear you talk about that, by the well, way. Well, I will, but it's more nostalgia than anything. Because uh, I, I, I never got that. It. You know, remember, I was born in 1984, right, you so knew I never had that experience. Well, I don't know. Okay, so hold on. So uh, somebody brought this up. I saw a tweet about this the other day. The Ewoks were going to eat. They were eating people. Is that correct? 
Well, they were going to. Um, they were going to cook and eat. Yeah, the, they were going to cook and eat. They I think it was Han Solo and Luke Skywalker. They had them. They, you remember they had them tied up on like spits, up. right? Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty messed up. It was like only C three PO that saved them. Yeah, when you think about it, it's like wow, like the Ewoks are fucked up. Well, they're f- wild animals, you know. Yeah, I guess. Well, they have they can wield guns. I mean, so they're not that wild. Also, one thing we have to we have to talk about, and this is not my idea, but I can't remember where I heard it. Do we? You realize that like after. Uh, when they blew up the Death Star, which is the side, not only is the Return of the Jedi Death Star larger than the Death Star from A New Hope, they literally blew something up that was bigger than a small moon, not far from the planet uh, Endor, where the Ewoks live. They yeah. definitely all died in like a nuclear holocaust, a, a, a permanent winter. Is that of for debris. sure? Is that a scientific fact? Well, there's, I mean, there's no way that they survived. Was it? It's not, it's not a planet. I mean, it's not a planet. It's just, a, it's a structure. What if it was like mostly hollow? Even so, I mean, look how big it is. It's Hold big, on. but I mean, if it's just not that much mass, I mean, maybe. I mean, it's got a. It's you know, I don't know. It seems like it's pretty, also pretty heavy. Exactly. But maybe it's made of like a super lightweight metal, mostly. You know, some kind of like crazy lightweight metal. Maybe. Anyway. I mean, I don't know if that would matter, but it definitely exploded in space. I it think did. we know that. It was like a planet sized thing that exploded in space. Yeah. Not a okay. small boom. And it, so the Ewoks, yes, they're wild animals. Definitely yeah. were definitely prepared to, eat, to, people. to eat, people. eat people. They need to get their protein somewhere. Yeah. Okay. So so then uh, the other thing that I wanted to say is, is um, this is brought up. A couple of people brought this up. I think it's obviously silly, but there's some contrarian arguments that have been made lately about okay. how the rebels are like the Jedi and the rebels are basically like um, jihadists. Oh, yes. My mom, my mom, Nancy, sent me this this piece, the radicalization of Luke Skywalker, a Jedi's path to jihad. Yeah. OK, that's the one that I read as well. <laughs> And I gotta say, it makes some pretty compelling points. Yeah, I love, I love, yeah. <laughs> it makes some pretty compelling points about that. I don't agree with it, but I can see that the Empire is. It's a fun exercise, but right? They're like, but the Empire is like, fa- is like, they're like Nazis. They're like fascists. They're, yeah, they're definitely fascists. I mean, I don't know what they want. What is it that they want? Do we know what Darth Vader is after? I mean, they want complete and, and they want galactic domination. I mean, there may be more esoteric desires, you know, on the, on the part of the Sith, but the Empire itself is, is you know, uh, xenophobic. It definitely uh, is hostile is it, to is any it, non-human it, life form. Is it xenophobic? Well, I guess racist, but I don't know how you term racism it, when you're dealing racist? with species. Is it racist? Speciesism. Well, I, hold on. I want to know. No, I'm no, looking. It's, it's, it's definitely a fact that the Galactic Empire, uh, you know, do, uh, considers human life to be superior to all other alien life, uh, things of that nature. Well, uh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So you're saying that I mean, the, is this, this is in the books? I think so. I'm pretty I, – I, I, yeah. I think that's where I I'm, I'm sorry. I'm that. just searching for a belief. I can find a belief Galactic system Empire. here. Yeah. I mean, I understand the parallels with Nazism, but I, what I don't know is where it's ever shown in the film. I don't think it's shown in the film. Oh, here it is. I love I love this. Uh, StarWars.Wikia.com. Speciesism. Uh, speciesism, also known as xenocentrism, was a belief that one species was inherently superior to another or all other species. Um, okay, so, so what does that mean? Uh, it definitely, I believe, is more... It's explored much, much more in the books. Yeah, well, it says here that George Lucas sought to make the Galactic Empire aesthetically and thematically similar to Nazi Germany and mm-hmm. to appear to be fascist. Yeah. The question, I guess my question is, what is their goal? 
because I don't feel like it's made clear. It's 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 clear that they want to get the get rid of the rebels. But I understand that if you're a ruling, if you're the ruling, um, you know, uh, political body of the empire, you're not going to want to have people rebelling against you, right? But is it ever clear that they're actually like? trying to like wipe out other species or anything like that well i mean they created the death star in in episode four and the That's idea true. was to be able to immediately and utterly obliterate any planet in the, within guess, the galactic so, empire and where is that coming from palpatine is racist i think it's they want absolute control it's not necessary because they don't necessarily target aliens they blew up alderaan which is all is a human planet spoiler alert they blew up alderaan Sorry. Um, okay. So anyhow, so let, 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 let's move on. Yes. We're not going to talk about the, those three movies, but okay. the, the, a lot of interesting stuff going on. I guess the deeper you look, the, the more you find. Let's talk about the new film. Okay. Well, let's talk about what we know about the new film. All right. We know that Emperor Palpatine is going to make a surprise appearance late <laughs> in the film and be revealed as the ultimate evil force behind. Uh, so Adam Driver plays the new... His name is what is it? It's uh, it's like Mars Volta or oh. something. <laughs> it's Kylo Ren. <laughs> Kylo Ren. Kylo. You have to admit, Kylo Ren, Mars Volta, f- fairly similar. Mm-hmm. Um, Kylo Adam Driver. Ren, interesting choice. Adam Driver, who is most best known for playing um, Lena Dunham's love interest on the show Girls, right? Uh, not a guy you'd go automatically go like this is, but I can see it. This is the bad guy, but he's the bad guy. He's got a cool helmet. Mm-hmm. Um, now it appears in this film. From what I can tell, I don't know what's going on. This is like 30 or 40 years after Darth Vader is killed. Yeah, and th- 30 years later. Presumably yeah. the fall of the Galactic Empire. And yet what I see in this film is that there are stormtroopers. Well, this is what I'm saying. This is why this part of the, the storyline has always been the most interesting to me. Because what actually happens after the destruction of the second Death Star? It's not like, I mean, as a kid, of course, you're like, oh, wow, the good guys won. There's the credits. Let's go. Let's go home. But the reality is it's much more complicated than that. You what know, you know? what do what you know? The... So what do you know? You've read the books. Can you give us a little insight? Well, I've only read some of the books. I, I, I've read my favorite books were the, the X-Wing Rogue Squadron series, most of those books were written by uh, Michael Stackpole. And, mm-hmm. and so they're a little narrow. I haven't done a, a very broad survey. And also remember that all that expanded universe canon has, has been reset. Well, but it's, oh, it's up for grabs. Right. It's up for grabs. If they um, like the sound of something. It is, in there, it is definitely can... true that the destruction of the second Death Star, it was a... It definitely cut the Empire's legs out from under it. However, there mm. are still plenty of very powerful characters. Grand Admiral Thrawn, Yusayn uh, Asard from the Rogue Squadron stuff. There's still Super Star Destroyers, are they incredibly in this movie? powerful fleets. Oh, no. Not that we know of. And again, they're all part of this expanded universe that's been completely reset. What about, so, Grand, what about Grand Moff Will Huff Tarkin? <laughs> he was killed. Was he? <laughs> spoiler alert. I believe he died in the destruction of the first Death Star. Really? What about yeah. Garmbel Iblis of Corellia? Wow. Hmm? What about Mon, Mon Mothma of Chandrilla? Now, Mon Mothma should still be alive at the conclusion of Return of the Jedi. What about Bail Organa of Alderaan? Uh, he's dead. Is he the guy with the crazy, that crazy head? No, he'd be a human. <laughs> okay, fine. Oh, right, because he's a bad guy. But there are, yeah. there are non-human 
Galactic Empire people. Well, there are in uh, there are some. Uh, there are more in the books, I believe. But in the movies, there definitely aren't any main characters who are part of the Empire who are uh, human. Now there are some some stringers. You know, they hired bounty hunters. Boba Fett is obviously humanoid, but Bosk, the tran- the the Trandoshan bounty hunter, definitely mm. not human. IG eighty eight, the droid bounty hunter, definitely sure. not human. IG eighty eight, um, sure. You know, who could forget um, him? Right. Um, uh, this is all the kind of stuff I was looking for right here. This is the kind of info I wanted to get out of you. Yeah. So we don't. So, well, the just, point is that the, the destruction of the second Death Star absolutely positively did not end the Galactic Empire. In fact, if, I think if you really look at it on a long timeline, it was simply the rebels most significant victory up to that point, uh, which to me is why the stuff that comes after it is by far the most interesting part of the of the Star Wars saga. Because I can't, it, it, things get a lot less black and white then. They get I can't a lot get more over, difficult. I can't, I can't shake this feeling that Palpatine is, is there. That he's still there. I mean, we just don't see him die. We really don't. We see him fall, but we don't see him I die. I mean, that's a very a very long tube he fell yeah, down. Yeah, it's a long tube, but he also should be able to... He, it wasn't like he was very injured at that moment. He was, he was... All that happened is that Darth Vader picked him up. True. He was surprised. He actually... Right. Actually, think about it. He's electrocuting Luke Skywalker with the best force move of all, which is like force electricity or whatever you call it. Yeah. Sith lightning. Sith lightning. It's so cool. And then, and then Darth Vader picks him up, absorbing the lightning. Yeah. And throws him down the tube. Yeah. So if he's powerful enough to... Uh, and we know that the force jump is something that, that, that very powerful Jedis, all Jedis can do, and clearly Sith Lords as well. Why wouldn't he be able to like create some sort of like way to stop his fall? You know, some, it, suspend him, you know, you, you know, suspend gravity around himself or something. It's not a, I, here's what I will give you. It is not impossible. I mean, if you can't anything, you can't write it off out of hand. If you, anything, I'd say it's probable. I don't know if I would go that far. Well, let's put it this way. He's the most powerful Sith Lord in the world. In the universe, okay, and he's not injured; he's just surprised. <laughs> he's thrown down a tube. Okay, the tube is not full of fire. There's not robots in there that are attacking him. Mm-hmm. There's not a somebody standing at the bottom of the tube with a lightsaber waiting for him to fall on it. As far as we know, yeah. Like what actually happens? Hold on, I, I want to see this now. Okay, Hold so uh, in the expanded universe. In uh, some books, I believe he, like, ends up in a different body somehow. Oh, really? Yeah. But, again, this is all crazy stuff uh, from the books. Oh, look, here's an article. I'm watching this right now. Here's an article from a year ago on Cinema Blend by a guy named Mike Reyes. And the headline is, here's how Emperor Palpatine could return in Star Wars Episode Seven. I haven't read this article. I just Watching Googled for it. right now. Uh, unfortunately, Palpatine, Palpatine, if anything, I would say he's at peak power here. Yeah, that's true. I mean, he is so powerful that he can – he's Luke Skywalker, who is, who is the son of the most powerful – supposedly the most powerful Jedi that exists or second most powerful Jedi. Definitely. And especially being, the, the most powerful on the dark side. Being trounced by Palpatine. He's got nothing. Oh, He's yeah. writhing on the floor like a baby. Well, here's the thing to remember is that, yeah, Luke Skywalker looks really powerful, but something that was important to George Lucas and which I think he he mismanaged when he went back to do the prequels was that, Luke, you know, Obi-Wan and Darth Vader are both right, old on, and busted. Hold on, hold on, hold on this is important. Yeah, they're both old and busted, right? Luke Skywalker 
isn't he may be a Jedi master, quote unquote, by the time you get to Return of the Jedi, but he is not as powerful as any of the as Jedi masters in their prime were during the period of the first three movies. Hold on a second. So there is an explosion. He falls into some sort of like what looks like some kind of right. like force, some, some sort power of like source, right? power source, and there is an explosion. There is an explosion. Now. We don't know if that's the explosion that's created as he forms some kind of force field True. around himself yep. using the electricity to stop from the, the explosion from harming him or mm-hmm. whatever. We just don't know. We don't know. I mean, there is an explosion, but it doesn't. you don't see a body. You don't see a head fly out of there. There's no body. It's like Jimmy Hoffa. could be anywhere. It's, it's Well, no. It's Unlike Jimmy Hoffa, this guy is the most powerful <laughs> Jedi <laughs> The most powerful Jedi in existence, uh, Sith Lord, rather, mm-hmm. and uh, and he's in the prime of his life. Well, I wouldn't say prime of his life; he's very old. But yeah, look, I'm, I'm not going to write it off. It's entirely possible. Um, you know, it's, it's possible. That's smart. That's smart that you wouldn't write it off. I'm watching it again now in HD, just mm. to be sure. God, Palpatine's so cool. I mean, there's just no getting around it. Like, everybody <laughs> else just seems like a bozo comparatively. Yeah. Um, anyhow, so, okay, getting back to this, to this third movie. So Adam Driver plays the bad guy. Then you've got, so Han Solo's in it. Leia's in it. Yep. Uh, Luke Skywalker's uh, Luke in it. Luke Skywalker is, well, we see something that could be his hand in one of the trailers. And we hear his voice, I think, in one of the trailers. We do hear him in voiceover. And I'm, I'm, I think it's safe to say that the mechanical hand that reaches out and touches the R2 unit is, is Luke Skywalker. But Makes we just sense, don't know what's going R2 on. Because R2 is his buddy. Right. All of the, I mean, any but Chewbacca is in it. Yep. There's a rumor that Chewbacca dies in this film. So in the books, uh, Chewbacca does die 25 years after the Battle of Yavin. He's actually on a planet as a moon collides with the planet, I believe. And he like stares the moon in the face as the planet gets obliterated. And it's wow. pretty insane. Wow. Uh, but I don't, we, obviously, <laughs> that's completely reset. Uh, and he's obviously in this movie, which takes place 30 years after the Battle of Yavin. So right. uh, there's no there's no telling what could happen. Uh, I do know that Peter Mayhew uh, can barely walk. So, you know, we'll see. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So anyhow. Can, and we also, can we also talk about how Max von Sydow is in the movie? Max von Sydow, whose greatest role, in my humble opinion, was in the uh, Sylvester Stallone Judge Dredd movie. Max von Sydow pretty much only plays evil, uh, tall, evil characters. Yeah. Uh, he plays some good characters too, actually. I guess. Yeah. Anyhow, and then there's some there's some newcomers. Uh, there's uh, who are the, what are the names of the new actors? Uh, so we've got Daisy Ridley and John Boyega, Ray okay. and Finn, right? Uh, right, and and they're playing uh, Daisy Ridley. Is that her name? Yeah. We don't know who she's playing. She's like kind of a scavenger, some kind of scavenger. Right. We don't have a whole lot of uh, we don't details know her background. Yet. And then John Boyega is playing. Uh, is that right? Is that his last name? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is playing. A, he'll be a stormtrooper who who abandons. The Empire. Right. As far as we know right now, it's unclear exactly what is going on with him, but he definitely... There's a a character named Captain Phasma in it that looks kind of like Boba Fett with a metal suit. Right. Uh, And that's played by... What's what's her name? She's fantastic. Um, Gwendolyn Christie from uh, Game of Thrones. Captain Phasma is a woman. Well... I don't, this I'm a little confused about. No, uh, I think Captain Phasma is a woman. Is, the character is a, is a female. I'm looking here mm-hmm. at the image of Captain Phasma, who looks amazing. Yeah. It's kind of like a metal stormtrooper suit, I guess. Yeah. And uh, it's cool. It's very cool looking. Yeah. Not a whole lot of uh, detail, which is exciting. But it, it looks like, uh, from what I can tell, some of these photos I'm looking at, mm-hmm. uh, Kylo Ren and Captain Phasma. Captain Phasma is a, is a soldier for Kylo Ren. Yeah, partners in crime. Partners in crime. 
could be a little love situation, a little romance situation going it's on. It's possible. There. I don't know. The That'd dark, cool. the, the dark Jedi never, are pretty disciplined about. The, you, you never know. see any. Yeah, you never see the Sith getting it, getting it on. No, you don't. You know, no love making no. on the Sith side, except with Anakin, of course, and right. uh, Padme. But he wasn't a Sith yet. You know, right? Pre Sith. And I was liking, definitely. Uh, you I'm know, liking the idea the of a little bit. I'm liking love. the idea of a little bit of uh, a little romance between the evil characters. <laughs> Is that too much to ask for? <laughs> Look, even even evil people can urges. Love. Even yeah. And they get urges. urges. At any rate, so that's probably not going to happen. But at any rate, so, uh, so everybody's old. There's a lot of old people in it because they were young in the old yeah. movies and now they're old. Yeah. Um, anyhow, we don't, know, we don't know what's going on. The Force has awakened. That's what we know. Well, do we think it? for 30 we years, know. do we think for 30 years that things have been quiet in the universe? I don't, That's think not they've, I don't think they've been quiet, but again, this is why this is the most interesting part of the timeline how, for me. How, that, how, how sexually excited are you right now about this? Uh, right now, I don't have any uh, physical manifestations of said excitement, <laughs> okay. uh, but mentally, there's definitely a lot of brain chemicals flowing around. So here's the thing, is that... Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm just going to browse some you know, some images right now. Okay, you just keep it, you know, keep, keep it under some, control. I want to browse some 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 Force Awakens images to get there's to this, get my juices flowing. There's this segment in the trailer trailers that everyone is clamped onto. Obviously, we're not the first people to talk about this. Where uh, Han Solo says something, you know, the stories about the Force, the Jedi, etc. It's all true. It seems like somehow, and this I think is something that a lot of people are waiting to see if they have a good explanation for, given what they've implied. Somehow. Uh, uh, you know, like I said, it hasn't all been sunshines and rainbows starting the Tuesday after the second Death Star was destroyed. The sure. Jedi haven't come roaring back to dominance. Uh, clearly, the Galactic Empire is still a force to be reckoned with. Right. Uh, I think this is what a lot of people who are just more casual fans don't realize, is that the destruction of the second Death Star and the death, or not death, of Emperor Palpatine and, and Darth Vader... Uh, that was simply a, a major loss for the Empire. They didn't lose the yeah. war. They lost yeah. a battle. And in so, some ways, the war was just beginning. You know what I'm saying? And so, and so when you think about it, really, what you probably have going on, and I'm just speculating here. I don't know anything. But the, when you think about the Sith and the Jedi, that's really like the big story for most people in the universe is not the Sith and the Jedi. The big story is the Empire versus the rebels, right? And the, the Sith and Jedi portion of it is just sort of like a much more... Uh, focused sort of religious battle in a way right? yeah, it's, it's, within yeah. within the, this political battle because if 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 the empire is this fascist uh, fascist regime hell bent on cleansing the the galaxy mm-hmm. and the rebels are the only people who are fighting against them the rebels are Jedi and non Jedi alike right yeah so you just it just turns out that like evil aligns with evil and good aligns with good right True. And I think that's like so you've got okay so you've got people who are trying to restore sanity to the universe to mm-hmm. the galaxy you've got people who are trying to cleanse the galaxy it d- wouldn't stop if darth vader and palpatine died absolutely would, somebody not. else would take their place right. all you have is a power vacuum but what, what what might happen if that person was not and it's it's possible considering that it seems like the jedi had been fairly thoroughly wiped out and the sith had been pretty wiped out that the last real remaining sources of Sith and Jedi power, if they were to go away, uh, for the rest of the universe, Jedi and Sith may be not really very important, you know? Right, because the reality really is... Not, it's really not a big... It's really not part of the equation anymore. Even if you have innate force ability, someone's got to train you to use it, right? Uh, right. And 
right, in the course. books in the expanded universe. You know, Luke Skywalker establishes another Jedi Academy and all these things at, at a certain time. But clearly, at the beginning of this movie, that absolutely hasn't happened. So I would say that the future of the Jedi is definitely up for grabs at this point, right? Right. So one thing that was interesting uh, is that there is – so next week – on Tuesday, December 15th on ESPN, there's a, a tie-in called Star Wars Evolution of the Lightsaber Duel, hosted by Mark Hamill. Uh, it's a documentary, and they uh, they sort of examine the fictional history of lightsaber duels, and then they tie it into things happening in real life that it's supposedly based on. Uh, like they go to Japan, uh, and they watch, I think, is, is it the... The 2015 Kendo World Championships. Mm-hmm. Now, this is going to get real nerdy, but yeah. I find that a little ridiculous um, because if there is a para- you know a Jedi uh, samurai parallel, you know Kendo from the from the from a martial point of view is kind of a joke. It's it's a sport with a point system, uh, and the techniques you use to score points have don't really have much of a martial basis. Really, if you were looking it's like, for... It's almost like dancing, right? Yeah, well, and it's, you know, you strike areas, specific areas that are protected by specific, uh, you know, right, gear. Right, right. Uh, and it's, you know, it's a sport. It's really, like fencing. It's like fencing. In, in Conceptually in that way, obviously. But I mean, it, you know, fencing is like, it, it's nobody would fight like that with a exactly, sword. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so if you wanted, if anyone's interested in this, if you wanted to really find the actual martial parallel that they should be comparing it to, it would be an old extant Japanese martial art called Katori Shinto Ryu, uh, which is uh, founded in the 14th century. Uh, it's, it's, it's the oldest extant Japanese martial art, I think. Uh, it's incredibly respected and revered in Japan. And anyway, if you are really interested in, in where sort of the samurai Jedi connection would be authentic, in my personal opinion. Just Google Katori Shinto Ryu, K-A-T-O-R-I-S-H-I-N-T-O-R-Y-U. What does this have to do with anything? I was just making the point that this special that's on next week, where they connect lightsaber duels to Kendo, is yeah. a little bit of a... Okay. feels a little flimsy, right, in my opinion. A, this point was not very vital, as far as I'm concerned. What, what are your other stuff, what other things you want to get Well, to? I just want to say I'm really excited about the music. John Williams is sure incredible well yeah i mean i mean well you know he's the original composer yes i mean he's, he's this what, what else can you say the music well, you, is as, practically a, as a classically a trained yeah. musician mm-hmm. you of course have a great appreciation for uh orchestral um music and i do film scores i would imagine i also have a photo signed by john williams that says dear michael best wishes and good luck in your musical career wow well, it really worked out, didn't it? Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's great luck. The, well, listen, you play with the, the Cleveland Symphony Orchestra. True, I, I did okay for impressive. a while. All right, yeah. let's, do, let's do a piece of trivia. Let's All right, let's do trivia. trivia. Okay. Identify Luke Skywalker's childhood friend from Tatooine who piloted an X-Wing in the rebel attempt to destroy the original Death Star battle station. Okay, is there a multiple choice here? No, you just have to know the answer. Denny, his friend, best friend, Denny. Nah, that we were looking for Biggs Darklighter. Biggs Darklighter is the answer. Biggs there. Darklighter. That was yeah. not his nickname was Denny, though. I think. Mm, I don't think so. All right, let's All right, do let's another. Keep going. Okay, here will be multiple choice. Sure. What was the comm unit designation for Luke Skywalker's X-wing during the Battle of Yavin? A. Red Four. B. Red Five. Or red C. Five. Red, red Six. Five. Red that five. is correct. It is Red Five. Okay, nailing it. I'm nailing it. Two. I'm one. One for two. Here we go. One out of two. Which Alliance commander was? 
put in charge of the X-Wing Starfighter group after Red Leader's death during the Battle of Yavin? Is it A, Nara, B, Willard, or C, Fire? Is this is this from the three original three movies? Yeah, man. Battle of Yavin, episode four. Um, uh, sorry, was the first option Nara? Yes. That's who I think it was. That's a good guess. That's correct. Is it? Okay. Yeah. Keep going. I feel like I remember the line. Anyway, yeah. keep going. Yeah, this absolutely. is great. This is exciting. I'm sure. Okay. I hope our I hope our I hope our listeners, okay. whoever has stayed on listening, the few, <laughs> the three people who've remained, I hope they're playing along. The at happy home. few. Yes. Please yeah. be. Please what play else? along at home. Okay. I just have what to. Else? I got to get to my place in the book. Wow. Um, okay. Here we go. Identify the rebel gunner who died when Luke Skywalker's snowspeeder took a hit from from AT-AT weapon fire during the assault by Imperial forces on Hoth. Just think, it's all in the dialogue. You just got to think to the dialogue. Uh, this, Denny. This, remember this character? He, he, had a, he was especially optimistic before the battle. Was it Denny? No, it was Dak. The Dak correct answer was. is Dak. Not bad. Dak. Dak, yeah, he got okay. killed, huh? Who was the lead pilot of the Y-Wing Gold Squadron during the Battle of Yavin? Y-Wing's very important. They're this a bomber ship. battle stuff. They this sport, so, uh, is this all battle trivia? Uh, maybe. They, the, <laughs> I, let me, let's talk about the Y-Wing. Uh, Y-Wing's very hardy, a little slower. They sport ion cannons and uh, proton torpedoes. They're, they're for bombardment. The ion I, cannons clutch, though. Okay. I have, I have no idea. Who so piloted. who was the lead pilot? The lead pilot was Dutch. Oh, so there's a Dax and there's a Dutch and there's no Denny. Is that there, what you're telling there's, me? There's Duck and Dutch. There is there's Dak and Dutch. Sorry, a little okay, yeah. dyslexia there. Dax okay. and Dutch. All right, we're back to multiple choice now. All right, here we go. your comfort zone. Yeah. Who was the general who planned and coordinated the is full scale? All, I'm sorry. This is just all battle stuff. I don't want to just do battle trivia. You don't want to do battle trivia. This is no. well, this is all mainly rebel trivia. Okay, let no. me find something else. Look, the, I can't. I can't do that. Okay, Let's hang do on. real trivia like. You know what was Darth Vader's favorite pet or whatever? Okay, here we do. We're gonna go. We're gonna do the section from farm boy to Jedi Knight. Okay, this is all about Luke Skywalker. Okay, uh, this is Imperial Security Bureau dossier number four eight seven eight one eight. In case you're wow. wondering. Okay. Uh, Luke believed that the moisture farmer on Tatooine was his natural uncle. What was that man's name? Ben. No, sorry, his name was Uncle. <laughs> I will need a first name and a last name. Because, right, because, like, they call it Obi-Wan Kenobi, Ben Kenobi, right? Is that his actual name? That was, I mean, I think Ben is a, is a nickname. Is it? I'm going to go with Denny. It was Owen. Uncle Owen. <laughs> Owen Uncle Owen, that's Uncle right. Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru. The last name is Lars, right? Yes, okay, yes, of course. What else you got for me? What was, Luke Skywalker, what was Luke's childhood nickname among the joyriding crowd from the nearby town of Anchorhead? Is it A, Dreamer, B, Wormy, or C, Lukey? Dreamer. We were looking for B, Wormy. Wormy is what we were looking for. Sure. Okay. Well, let's okay. go. Last one. Here Make we go. Good. Make it count. Identify the power distribution facility located near Anchorhead that served as a meeting place for young Luke and his friends. I have is no it, fucking idea. Here we oh, go. You got multiple choice? I got multiple choice, yeah. Sure. Is it A, uh, Dyad Industrial Plant, B, Tashi Station, or C, Daquilon Depot? C, Daquiline Depot. No, I'm afraid it's Tashi Station, B. Okay, well, that's pretty good. Pretty good guess. Wait, so when are you seeing the movie? I actually have been invited to a uh, screening. Ooh, so have I. No, 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 but not early. Later, oh. later. Like oh. the 23rd. Oh, okay. But I, but I, um, 
I would not want to go in the first few months probably <laughs> because I do not want to, I I'm, I've, if you know me and you do know me, I don't wait in lines. I'm not, there's nothing I'll line mm, up for. Right. I would line up for absolutely zero. Yeah. You know, the last thing I lined up for was the iPhone, the original iPhone. And I only did it because I had to do it for right. work. You were getting paid to line up. I that, was getting paid to moment. line up. Yeah. This is the last thing I literally stood in line for. I think, I mean, you know, like in a real line, like I'll wait, you know, if I have wait in a restaurant line or right. something like that. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't really wait until yeah. a restaurant. So yeah, either. I have my tickets for, uh, December 17th, I'll be taking my much better half. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll see. Are you going to wear, are you going in costume or are you going to be a Jedi? I don't or know. What? I mean, I, I have a Boba Fett helmet. You do? I do. Uh, I have a, a Don Post Masks Boba Fett helmet, which is uh, not uh, pretty hard to get these days. What does uh, that mean? Is that like it's a brand? Don Post was a, a shop that used to make all the helmets, uh, but at some point they lost their license from Lucasfilm and then they may have even gone out of business. But they were, in terms of uh, non. Like not to be worn, they were the some of the best masks you could get without spending thousands of dollars. I'm Google this right now. Yeah. Don Post masks. Yeah. Don Post Boba. Yeah, there you go. Fat. Um, look at this. I don't wow. think I'm going to take that to the movie theater. No, because you're afraid somebody will steal it. Yeah, or you know, or just punch me. Uh, but you know, this I also uh, I, I'm there to go see the movie. I'm not there to show everyone else how big of a fan I am. I'm going to wear comfortable clothes. Uh, I'm going to go watch the movie. I'm going to enjoy it, and then that'll be that. You know, um, these are pretty amazing helmets. Oh, they're they sell. wonderful. They're really great. They have a real of life size R two D two. Yeah, it's you, there's there used to be some amazing stuff, um, and like let's put it this way: if I've had this Boba Fett helmet for maybe. All probably maybe almost twenty years. I, let's put it this way: I had to order it from a catalog made out of paper that came in the mail. Ah, uh, man, I'm looking at this website. There's a website called StarWarsHelmets.com. Ooh, I'm sure you've been there. They have comparisons of all of the uh, helmets. Oh, this is awesome! Of all the different manufacturers and people who've made their own. Yeah, there's a. We, this is another podcast, but there is a whole subculture of uh, prop replicas for Star Wars and for all other films uh, that is just amazing, incredibly smart, uh, driven, talented people making amazing stuff. Here's uh, a question: yeah. Why did they decide? I mean, I'm looking at Darth Vader's helmet. Mm-hmm. It's weird, like, who made the decision to give his helmet wings? I mean, like, in the, in the universe. In the universe. <laughs> who, who knows, was man. Palpatine? Was Palpatine like, could you do wings on the helmet? I feel like it would really sell this thing. You know, was he like, <laughs> I, you know, do, you know, however he talks. He's like, do wings. I don't know how he talks, but he has a, but somebody was like, hey, don't give him a regular helmet. Put some wings on that thing. Yeah, I don't know. It man. wasn't. It wasn't Anakin. He was, you know. Look, just because you're, uh, you know, handicapped doesn't mean you can't live life in style. I don't think handicapped is the right word. And also, uh, he seemed pretty handy capable once he got in that suit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's true rate. because he had the power of the force. I'm looking uh, here. At, at, I'm looking at the. Uh, I'm just looking here at the Boba Fett Don Post. Do you have the Don Post Deluxe Boba? Uh, I don't. Mm, I don't think I have the. Does deluxe. it have the thing sticking up on the side? Oh yeah, and it moves up and down. Sure. I think you have. Is it a little kind of scuffed up? Oh yeah, it's got some weathering. It's got a. Uh, a yeah, you bl- might have the deluxe. You might have the deluxe. It's very good looking. Hmm. Very good looking. At any rate, this is great stuff, and um, I hope that people who really enjoyed this this chat we had. And I hope everyone enjoys Star Wars this I week. hope everyone enjoys Star Wars, too. I'm very excited now. I have to say, having had this conversation, I feel like I'm more interested in Star Wars than I thought I was. And so I'm kind of excited Look, to see Look, I think film. if we're honest, we all are. 
Wow. You know what? The, uh, the force is calling to you. Let it, it is. in. It is right now. Let it. Force is calling to you. Pick up the phone and make Palpatine be part of the film. That's all I'm asking. <laughs> That's my plea. All right, Michael, thank you for doing this. I really uh, enjoyed the conversation. I'm so glad that you could you could make it, and I'm so glad you could nerd out. It's my pleasure. Uh, it's Well, it's my pleasure, and it's the pleasure of all of those who listen to this. And, uh, if, and if you made it this far as a listener, we salute you. Yes, we're saluting you right now by ending the podcast and letting you get back to your very, very busy life. Michael, thank you again. Uh, and uh, I'm sure you know you'll be you'll make another round in the, in the very near future. May the force be with you, Joshua. Well, that's our show for this week. We'll be back next week with more tomorrow, of course. And as always, I wish you and your family the very best. Your family, who lives on Alderaan. 